0: hello and welcome to latex weekly 26 august 2020 latex weekly is brought to you by latex protection protecting you from tech ignorance this is my first time doing this all right okay so before we go on to the news this is a new podcast that i'm doing latex like lay as in layman lay layperson text as in technology with an x behind because if i were to do latex without an s it doesn't sound like latex like the rubber. So, because I want it to be protecting you from tech ignorance or, you know, things like that. Uh, so in any case, bear with me with the grammar problem, but this is this. Um, this podcast actually is a lot like Social Media Weekly. If you have heard of Social Media Weekly before, it's just a weekly roundup of all the news and then my opinion on them. And I also want to put uh, this thing called a tech of the week, uh tech gadget or a tech concept of the week, which I think is the most noteworthy one of the week. Yeah, uh, we'll see how this pans out. All right, let's get to the news. News of the week. BlackBerry coming back in 2021. It's got 5G and yes, it's got the iconic physical keyboard. This time, okay, just to explain to you, BlackBerry is not owned by... Uh, RIM Research in Motion anymore, so it's actually um, kind of like floating around, and any company can take and license the BlackBerry name and create phones. Uh, of course, with certain guidelines. So this time around, it's being licensed by a Texas Texas company called Onward Mobility, which sounds very similar to Research in Motion. It always has this mobility, right? Uh, there's little news about the device for now. It is just like a release banner. That's it. No screen size, no specs, but it will have the QWERTY keyboard targeted at enterprise consumers. All right. Before you say this is rubbish and it will never work and all that, okay. This is the timing is actually quite right, right? We we are entering an age where smartphone, tablets, and laptops are converging. Uh, For the past ten years, we have been building laptops. Have been there forever then we bring mobile devices, right? They become smartphones. Then tablets are neither here nor there. So now all the companies are causing the convergence. Um, Surface devices are tablets, are two-in-ones, tablets plus laptops. And uh, their new service Duos, which they will release next, next year, which is a lot more like tablet to mobile device. So the convergence is happening. Even Apple is actually... Um, moving their laptops from Intel-based chips to Silicon-based. Silicon chips is actually essentially their mobile device, their iPhone chips, which are very powerful, but they don't have the flexibility of... They didn't have the flexibility of Intel and the software-party software was not built for that. So what they're doing is they're actually going to change that, which means that you're essentially going to get the convergence of laptop, uh, your Mac OS and iOS the apps will be able to, may be able to work into Twine. So, convergence is happening, right? Just across the board. Um, it makes sense now to have a phone which could be maybe a Surface Duo type phone with a physical keyboard. It is starting to make sense. Um, maybe it will not work on 2021, maybe 2022, 2023, but if Onward Mobility has the patience and persistence to keep building on this. BlackBerry could make a comeback. Apple now, a $2 trillion company, the most valuable company in the world, even more than Saudi Aramco, which is an oil and gas company. Apple has done well for itself. In just two years, the company doubled in value from $1 trillion to $2 trillion, it has overtook oil and gas giant Saudi Aramco who hit the $2 trillion mark briefly late last year but dropped, I guess, a lot to do with COVID as well because um, oil prices dropped quite a lot early this year. A few years ago, Apple thought they could scale vertically in the devices market by increasing prices. That didn't go well because sales dropped, right? So they actually decreased the prices, increased the product range, and introduce cheaper models to help with sales. But devices itself did not actually contribute to this. It was the ecosystem, the locked-in ecosystem that they built that came with the softwares and the subscription services that actually helped. Uh, You have things like Apple TV+, Plus, arcade, music, and all the lot. I don't even know what's what. But they are going to put everything in as Apple One very soon. But in any case, the services itself as well did not perform very well as, as itself. But it is the ecosystem that required Apple devices to consume the content, which led to more hardware purchases and led to more, um, led to more, what is this called? Subscriptions. That is the, that is the kind of ecosystem that built the, um, the, the value up to $2 trillion. However, Apple's celebration could be short-lived as it is is facing backlash from the app store front. There is a growing number of companies complaining about the 30% transaction fee Apple charges on iOS devices, which is right now it's a bit too much. Uh, And it's also turning out to be a monopoly as iOS grows more market share. Right, Apple, it was nice when uh, when you were an underdog Back then in the 80s and 90s, and you know, Microsoft is big, IBM is big, but now when you grow big and you become the monopoly, your tables have turned. They are trying to split you into four companies. With the Trump administration's recent ban of key China key Chinese apps, Apple could also lose more users in China. Apple has a lot of users in China, right? One of the key apps that the Trump administration has recently banned is actually WeChat. WeChat is the backbone of the entire Chinese economy. And if businesses and users cannot use WeChat in the countries, then they will switch to Android. I mean, the loyalty only stretches this far. Can Apple keep its place? Or is it just temporary? Only time will tell. Airbnb bans house parties globally. People all over the world have been going around going around the bans in public gatherings by using Airbnb and actually gathering in Airbnbs. And and the company is taking a stand against this. The company is imposing an occupancy cap of 16 packs on all properties to promote social distancing. On top of that, they're also removing event-friendly search filters and also parties and events allowed options from the list of house rules. Um, The ban is in effect immediately place on indefinitely until such time when the lockdowns have eased or COVID is over, whenever that happens. Hosts and renters who try to evade the new rules will risk being banned from the platform and possibly legal action will be taken as well. So if you are planning to host house parties, more than 16 people in a unit, be careful. Airbnb is strong against this. Android 11 will limit third-party camera apps. Right now, you can choose which app you want as a default when taking photos and videos on an Android device. Soon, Google will force you to use their default camera app instead. This is a move to protect the privacy and security of users in case the third-party apps save and send the content to their servers. Apps have also been caught collecting sensitive data like location, EXIF, and photos and videos itself. It is simply it's similar to how iOS forces you back to their default keyboard when you are keying in passwords. Let's say if you're using SwiftKey, I use SwiftKey because uh, SwiftKey has a better uh, memory than Apple's keyboard and the, the, the swiping works better as well because they're better at it. They've been doing it for a longer time. Um, so, But whenever, let's say, I go into a banking software, I want to key in a password, right? it will automatically force you back into their keyboard because um, it's not to say that SwiftKey logs your keys, but they just want to do it to prevent anything from happening. Provi- let's say if you're using another keyboard, which is a, more, a, a lot smaller company from God knows where with brand that we don't even know. So it, 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 it eliminates the possibility that these, these third-party keyboards can log your keys. Um, there are backlashes saying that Uh, Google is reducing third-party apps capability and controlling the camera's experience. So key apps, key third-party apps that use cameras are like Instagram, Facebook, um, what else is there? Snapchat, TikTok. So they all use their own uh, cameras. The apps will still work. You can still launch the app, right? You can still take pictures and videos with the app. You can double tap the power button to launch the camera app of your choice. But the only thing that is different here, according to Google, is that when the camera comes up in the app, it is the same camera as your device, not their own camera software. Um, That way, the third party apps cannot quietly embed some little weird codes in there, you know, bogus codes in there that collect information without knowledge, without the knowledge of users, which is good in a way, but yeah, it does limit the experience. So, in any way, it is a choice. Security or functions? Apple forced WordPress to monetize, but backed out in the end, in its hunger to stay in the $2 trillion gang. Okay, for those who don't know, Apple just hit $2 trillion, the most valuable company in the world, even more valuable than Saudi Aramco, which is an oil and gas company. Very good. But, it has become so money hungry lately. It's this this article is quite this article proves it. If you don't believe that Apple is money hungry, this article proves it. Alright. It forced WordPress to monetize its app just so Apple can make money from transactions. So Apple actually makes 30%, a 30% cut of all transactions that happen inside the, the app store. And any apps who sell something outside of the app store will be banned by the app store will be banned by apple wordpress founder claims apple cut off updates to the free app because it wants transaction fees apple's wordpress ios app lets users build and manage websites from iphones and ipads for free it is a free app no transaction happens in there wordpress is a uh, is actually uh what is this called an open source company which means it's free. What how WordPress makes money is they if users want if not not necessary, not confirmed, not not mandated, if users want the company to manage their websites for them, or if users want to buy domain from WordPress, WordPress will sell it. But that's not WordPress core business. WordPress core business is in the management of is in the CRM itself, the CMS itself. Sorry, the content management system itself. <clears throat> but they've been, WordPress has been doing this this kind of um, payment system since before iOS came about. Fire the web, so the app itself does not sell anything. So so we have settled, we have sorted that out, right? Apparently. Apple recently said that WordPress needs to sell all of their services and products on the App Store. They're forcing it. In response, WordPress said they will create a special app for premium users to renew their services via the app. So WordPress and Apple had a ding-dong with this and they were arguing and WordPress says, you know what, I can see. If you want this, I will give it to you. So they are willing to create a special app that has transactions in there so that Apple can just shut up and take the money. But uh, just two days ago, Apple seemed to have backtracked on their stance. So okay, if Apple would have kept on their stance, right, this would set a very dangerous precedence for all apps that are free but have been charging for site um sorry for site services outside of any of the web, like any of the apps. They, if the, the purpose of the software, the app, and the same company is free on the mobile device, but on the outside, on the web, laptop or whatever servers and everything, they charge something, right? Apple will be able to force all these companies to put all the services into the app, even though the app itself does not provide these services. Domain services are not provided in the app. Um, CMS, uh, uh, like external CMS services are not provided in the app. But if Apple would have kept on with it, Apple would set a precedence, a very dangerous precedence to all the app developers in the app store that this can be done and they will continue to do this. But two days ago, Apple backtracked on their stance. They released a statement saying that it was a confusion and they apologized. Okay, confusion no there was no confusion apple was greedy it was not confusion but they did apologize it is big coming from a company that has never apologized for anything before they have never apologized for antenna gate they have never apologized for the faulty butterfly keyboards but they did apologize for this so i give it to you apple big step for you in showing humility but guys are getting very greedy very very greedy in other similar news, Apple and Epic war is still hot with no end in sight. I think there is an end in sight. Um, when I wrote this, uh, this was yesterday. This morning, I think I saw that the uh, U.S. Congress or the, uh, I don't know what is it the, the, the judge right states that um, in favor of Apple to say that um. Apple has the right to do this. And I didn't really check so much of it, but it, the judge kind of ruled in favor of Apple on this one. I will update it next week because it just came out this morning. Um, so in any case, US Congress is also investigating Apple for antitrust and the European um, legal system is also investigating Apple for antitrust as well. So if this continues, then it's still anybody's game right now between Apple and the app developers. Nintendo Switch may see upgrade next year. According to Bloomberg, a new device may come out as early as Q1 2021. It could include more computing power and 4K graphics. The current Switch model is about five years old. It runs NVIDIA's uh, five-year-old Tegra X1 chip, and lower graphics that are meant to focus on battery life. So if you come up with 4K graphics, that means Switch will come up with bigger batteries and batteries that last longer and better power management, I guess. But if you are planning to buy a Nintendo Switch right now, you may want to wait until early next year to get a cheaper version of the first generation or just get the second generation right off the bat. I have the first generation Switch Lite. I hope I can still get the games moving on to tech of the week the uh, my tech of the week this week is the nubia watch it's a watch made with a large flexible oled screen that curves halfway around your your wrist it's a kickstarter campaign that just got funded at 199 bucks a pop 199 us dollars uh this isn't an impressive device by any stretch of the mile i mean i look at it and it's it's barely even functional it's you know uh, I wouldn't buy it, but it, 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 signifi- it signifies a new dawn in wearable smart devices. Up till now, wearables have always been a by the way device that can hardly be used without a smartphone. Even even um, what is that called? Google's watches, Android watches that are far more advanced than Apple watches, with Google Assistant, which is far more advanced than Siri, could not function at 100% to replace the mobile device because the mobile device has a screen and most of our interaction with apps and with a lot of things in the environment uses the screen uh, movements instead of voice controls. And Nubia's watch has a bigger screen now. Now that curve OLED screen is out, we can have one that can be slapped on, curved and straightened. And then the screen can become bigger uh, and eventually it could replace our mobile device today. So think of this as a reference device, right? Not like, it's not the one that you will buy, but it, it is the one that sparks imagination, much like the Samsung Galaxy Fold or the Moto razor at this point, uh, foldable screens. Of course, one day Apple would probably swoop in at the height of his technology and claim that they revolutionized the entire wearable industry, but let's not let's not worry about that. For now, we have a watch funded by an online company, funded online by a company we've not heard of, and we don't know if it will ever be made, but it is the tech of the week because it is the one that sparks the imagination of geeks all over, kind of like Star Trek. Alright, so that's all for this week's first episode of Latex Weekly. Um, I don't know where Latex Weekly will be available on podcast yet, but I'm posting it up on Anchor FM. I'm posting it up on YouTube. I would probably post clips and bits on Instagram and Facebook as well. So this is Latex Weekly, episode 26 October. Episode. First episode. My name is Sean. Au revoir.